Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Today, I would like to continue the message on the file of God. It's good to explain again and to understand the subject of the file of God. This is the rare subject that you can hear in the body of Christ. I thank God that in the past 15 years, God has given me so much experience and understanding and revelation of this subject. I believe God doesn't give us this understanding to the pastor just for myself, but he wants to bless the whole church with this subject. I believe that this is something that all the Christians should know and should experience. It's not just only certain special people that have experienced the file of God. It's in the Bible. Let me read again from Matthew chapter 3, 11 to 12. I will read from Amplified Bible. I indeed baptize you in with water because of repentance. That is because of your changing your minds for the better, heartily amending your ways with abhorrence of your past sins. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy of fit to take off or carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Do you notice that John the Baptist said, with the Holy Spirit and with fire. God wants to baptize us with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, and also baptize us with fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clear out. Everyone say clear out. And clean his threshing floor, and gather and store his wheat in his barn. But the chaff he will burn up with fire that cannot be put out. John the Baptist said that Jesus would come to baptize his people, to immerse his people in the Holy Spirit and also in the fire of God. This is a command. This is not an option. This is basic ABC for every Christian. If we don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit and we don't have the baptism of fire in our life, we will miss a lot in this earth here. We will miss a lot of blessings and a lot of good things that God wants to give to us in this earthly life. Yes, one day we're going to go to heaven, but we should live a victorious life on earth here. And the Bible says that he wants to baptize us with the fire. What is the fire of God? The fire of God is the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. He show up, touch us, fill us for many purposes. And today I want to talk about one of the purposes of the baptism with the file of God. The word of God say that he will tolerate. Everyone say tolerate. What does it mean tolerate? Complete. He wants to clean you all up. Not just partially, not half-heartedly. He wants to clean completely your life. Clear out and clean the threshing floor, I mean the church. The baptism with fire is for the church of Jesus Christ. The first church in the world started after the disciples were filled or baptized with the fire of God. Acts chapter 2, verse 3, And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were separated and distributed, and which 
settled on each one of them. 120 disciples in the upper room received the baptism with the Holy Spirit. They were speaking in tongue, and they received the baptism with the fire of God. They were drunk in the Holy Ghost, laughed in the Holy Ghost, filled with the fire, and so loud to the point that the whole city heard their voice. When they were filled with the fire, they had the physical manifestation to the point that the people in that city say, this is too early in the morning that these people were drunk with the wine or with alcohol. So they had the manifestation of being filled and immersed in the Holy Spirit and they were drunk by the Holy Spirit and they're pretty loud. And they obey the command of Jesus Christ. Because in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, Jesus said, Wait in Jerusalem and don't go out until you were filled or endued with power from on high. Jesus commanded the disciple, and we are disciples of Jesus too, that we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and with the fire of God so that we can be effective in serving the Lord. We can see from this scripture that it's about cleaning. It's about getting rid of the junk in our life, taking out all the drawers, all the bad stuff, the things that hinder us from loving God, from serving God effectively, from being a good disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. The file of God comes to clean, to purge, to clear out the things in our life. The problem is that sometimes we don't even know what problem we have in our life. We thought that we are okay. We don't need any cleanup from God. We just live day by day. We think that it's enough just to go to church one hour on Sunday, give tithe, and read the Bible and pray, and serve God a little bit here and there. But God said, it's not enough. I want to come in to clean you up, to become a holy, beautiful, righteous bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. All the junks and all the problems, all the Draws and the sins and bondage in our life will hinder us from moving on with God to the fullness. And God wants to take all those things off. What are they that God wants to take off from our life? Mark chapter 7 verse 13. The Bible says, Making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down and many such things you do. One of the hindrances make us ineffective for the kingdom of God, we call it tradition. Human beings love to make things into tradition. The tradition of doing different things. We go to care group, we sit down, we sing a few songs, and we do this and that out of tradition. We come to church, we sing three hymns, three hers, and give offering five minutes, preaching for ten minutes, and everyone stand up and sing doxology and go home. We all come in dead and leave the building still dead. Nothing happened. Because we come into the church for tradition. We change relationship with God into tradition. And tradition make the word of God no effect. God doesn't like tradition even though he's not against it. But when the file of God moves, it will destroy the tradition. It will destroy man's way of doing things. And then man start to learn how to hook up to the Holy Spirit and move with the wind of the Holy Spirit and do the right thing according to the leading of the Holy Spirit, not because of man's tradition. Amen? We don't want tradition in this church. We want the move of the Holy Spirit. 
because tradition will destroy the church. That's why I'm so careful not allowing any tradition to come into this church, whether Thai tradition or American tradition or Jewish tradition. I don't want tradition. I want the fire of God. I want the Holy Spirit to move and to give life, to give power to the body of Christ, not to be hindered by the tradition of man. I give you example tradition. One time, I was invited to a American church. The pastor who's going to preach told me that I'm going to ask you to give some testimony. So on the way we were driving, I was thinking, what am I going to say in this meeting? What testimony am I going to say? And I was thinking about tradition. I was, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to stand up behind a microphone, and this is what I'm going to say. I will introduce myself as a pastor, a neurosurgeon from Seattle, and I plan everything, plan all the traditional way of what I'm going to do. And God destroyed the tradition. I went up to the microphone, planned to say what I have planned. Suddenly, the file of God fell on me, and I became mute. I could not talk, and I began to get drunk, and I could not stand. I fall to the ground. I could not even say one word of my testimony. Pastor Da had to come out to help me to grab the microphone. She did not know what to say either because she did not plan. You know what happened? The fire of God fell into the whole church. The whole church got drunk in the Holy Spirit. No tradition. The testimony is out of window because that is man tradition. But God wants to move that day. The Holy Spirit fell into the meeting. People start to laugh. People start to get drunk. Speak in tongue in the whole room. That, maybe that church has about 100 people. You can see that God can destroy tradition. I remember one time the meeting of Woman Aglow invited a guest speaker. The Woman Aglow of England invited a preacher, very powerful male preacher to come to preach and to encourage all the ladies. And this is in the TV in England. This man came up to the microphone and suddenly the Holy Spirit came on him. He became drunk. He could not preach. And God just destroyed the tradition in that meeting. He said, no tradition here. I'm going to do what I want. I am the boss. I am the master of this meeting, not man's tradition. Amen? Would it be nice to have that kind of meeting in the care group? And God just move. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. I love that. Not only that God will stop the tradition in the church. When God moves, the tradition will get out of the window. But look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. The Bible talks about our enemies. Our enemies is not the person sitting next to you. The enemy is not your pastor. It's not human being. But the enemy is Satan, fallen angels, and demons on earth here. We call unseen enemies in the spiritual world, spiritual realm. That any Christian who doesn't have the gift of spiritual discernment, that can see vision of demon will never see this spirit. I never see demon spirit either myself. But I know they are real. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood or human being, but against fallen angels, principalities and powers and authorities. The devil will try every way to break up the family. 
They will try every way to put sickness and disease upon you, to steal money from your bank account, to stop you from serving God, to make you love the world more than God, more than Jesus. He will do any way to split up the church, to cause division and strife. Strife is a manifest presence of the devil. Do you know that? If there is any strife happen in the church, that is the manifest presence of the devil. And I want to let you know right now, as a senior pastor of this church, I will not let strife happen in this church. I will take care of it right away. I'm going to deal with it right away because strife is the manifest presence of Satan. And peace and rest and joy are the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The fire of God come to kick out demons of the church, come out from our life. Mark chapter 16, verse 17, and these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. In Jesus' name, we cast out demons. Not because you know a lot of Bible, not because you have a position in the church, elders, deacons, and pastors, and theologians, and finish the Bible school. You don't cast out demons because you are rich, you're good-looking, or because you know you can memorize the whole Bible. You cast out demons in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have the file of God on the inside of you, you don't have that power to cast them out. The file of God comes to give you the power to burn demon out of people's life and out of your own life. So God clean up the church. And one of the things that he needs to clean up is evil spirit. He wants to get rid of the evil spirit of the church. Kick them out, out of the church. Many of you may think that demons come, look like a criminal, look like people who go out and kill people and rape people. Demons can be little, little one that you may not even recognize. Demon of manipulation. Some people like to manipulate because demons inside them manipulate other people. If I do that, they may give money to me. I need to do that so that they do this to me. Manipulation also is a manifestation of the enemy. Or controlling spirit. Or the worst kind is religious spirit. Look very religious in the church. We need to get rid of all these demons in the church. Clean them up little by little. Clean them up. Some people may have the demons of poverty spirit. They're just so stingy. They don't want to spend anything because they're so concerned that they're going to be poor and not have enough money to spend. Poverty spirit. Any kind of sin in the world, there will be corresponding demons to it. Any kind of sin. Laziness, anger, short-tempered, selfishness, loving money, loving the world. All kinds of sin have corresponding demons inside. And after you repent and repent and repent and confess your sin again and again, but you cannot stop that kind of behavior or habit. It means that it's more than just your own weaknesses now. It means that some spirit inside you controlling you to act that way, to manifest that way. Maybe demons of sexual immorality. You watch pornography and the demon of pornography jump into you and you become bound by that demons. Joel chapter 2 is a prophecy regarding the end time revival. Joel chapter 2, 23 to 32. 
talking about the outpouring of the fire of God. And we can learn from these scriptures many things. Be glad then, you children of Zion. Children of Zion mean God's people in the church. Zion is symbolic of the church today. And rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down to you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. The former rain is the book of Acts, the early church, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the early church. And now we are in the end time, we're going to have both the former rains and the latter rain. We're going to have a big, big outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the end time. I don't know about you. I want to be a part of that. I want to build a church that welcome the outpouring of the former rain and the latter rain, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The threshing floors. What are the threshing floors? The churches. The threshing floor or the churches shall be full of wheat and the wet shall overflow with new wine and oil. So the churches that welcome the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the former rain and the latter rain, will experience prosperity and abundance. People in the church will not lose job. If they lose job, they'll find a job very easily. They will not be poor financially. They will have full of wheat, mean prosperity. You have enough money to buy food. You have abundance. And also overflow with new wine and oil. You shall have higher anointing than other Christians in other churches that don't allow the Holy Spirit to move. Oil and new wine represent the Holy Spirit. How many people want to have prosperity? How many people want to have higher anointing in your life? Amen. That's a good desire. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. The crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust. My great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am in the midst of my church. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. God talked about former rains, latter rains, prosperity, more anointing, great revival. The church will really enter into the great blessings of God. But the Bible talks about locusts, different kind of locusts. If you study the Bible carefully, you will find out that God used insects as the symbols of demons. One time in the Bible, they call Satan the God of flies. The God of flies. Why God called demon insects? Because insects work the same way the demon work. If you go to Southeast Asia and you get bite by a mosquito, you don't see that mosquito. And that mosquito will put parasite into your body, parasite malaria. You don't see that parasite. But the parasite start to go inside your body and affect your liver, your kidney, your brain. You begin having fever and chill. And eventually, if you don't get rid of that disease, you will die. The same way demons work, they come in quietly like the mosquito bite you, quiet. Demon come in quietly, you don't even know. And then they work on the inside of you that you don't even know and see, but you begin to have symptoms of sin and problem in your life. 
God say, I want to get rid of this locust, this insects out of your life. In the end time, God want to get rid of all the demons out of the church. How? Verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Is the Holy Spirit for only certain people in the church or for only preacher and pastor? No, the Holy Spirit is for everyone in the church. Everyone say all. All flesh. All the people in the church should receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Those days. Today. Today is the day that God talked about in Joel chapter 2. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord, before the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion, for in the church and in Jerusalem among Christians, there shall be deliverance. What is deliverance? Setting free from demons. God's people are going to be set free from demons as the Lord has said among the remnant whom the Lord calls. When you come out to be prayed for to receive the fire of God or when the fire of God fall upon you at your seat, you ask God, Lord, if there is any demon in my life, please push them out. Maybe it's demon of sickness, arthritis. Maybe demon of religion. Maybe demons of sexual immorality. Maybe demon of anger. Some of you are short temper. You cannot control your temper. Get them out of your life. Kick them out so that you can be free. Let me ask you this question. Would you say yes to me if I come to you and say, Oh, brother, you know, I just have a bucket of about one million bacteria. Can I just share with you a little bit to share maybe 100,000 bacteria into your body? Can you put your hand out and I can just paint 100,000 bacteria on your skin? Will you receive that? Okay, let me ask this question. If I x-ray your body and I found a tumor, and that tumor will kill you one day, will you say, it's okay, I want to keep that tumor? Will you keep it? Or you want to get rid of it? Okay. Do you want to keep bad stuff in your life? Do you want to keep something that will kill you and will destroy you and steal from you the life of God? You don't want to. The same thing as Christians, we should... Be willing to receive the fire. And let the fire of God burn the junk out. Demonic power. Demonic oppression. When I say this, you may be thinking, hmm, this message is for the person sitting next to me. This message is for my wife. This message is for my husband. He needs deliverance. He needs to change. God, send fire to my husband right now. <laughs> this message is for my care group leaders. He needs deliverance, big time. No, it's for you. Don't think about somebody else. You need deliverance. Amen? You need to be cleaned up. I experienced this the first time. I did not even know that I had demons I was a pastor already many years until one day I went to a revival service. 
At that time, I admitted to you, I did not understand yet because I did not fully understand about demon at that time. I went to a meeting, and the evangelist, after he preached, he said, "Everyone, this this is a pastoral meeting. All the people in that room, either pastor, deacon, evangelist, teachers, they all servant of God." He said, "All stand up right now." So I stood up too because I want to receive something, and he just waved his hand. Fire like this happened in Tampa, Florida. And I feel something hit me. I was on the floor under the seat. I'm a small guy, so I can be under the seat easily. <laughs> I'm not that big. I was under the seat and cry and cry and something come out of me for almost half an hour. I cried so loud, but he keep preaching. I was the only one down there. I was so embarrassed. I was on the floor crying and coughing and crying. Something come out of me. For half an hour, and he did not stop me. He let it go on and on and on. And after I came out from that meeting, I feel so free. Many, many spirit came out of me that day. I was delivered by the former rain and the latter rain and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I became a new man. The spirit of religion came out of me. So many things came out of me. The controlling spirit, a lot of things that I was doing in the church, I stopped. Because demon of religion and control and a lot of thing in my life were pushed out by the fire of God from my life. We all need deliverance. Amen. If you go to Thailand with me or to mission trip with me, you will be amazed when I lay hand on 1,000 people, 500 people in the meeting. Next month, I will go to Japan and Thailand. I know and I know gonna be a hundred thousand of demon come out from people. Gonna be a lot of demons come out for people. When I lay hand, I can see demon come out. People start to have manifestation of demonic deliverance, and it's so fun to kick them out. Maybe God used me this way because I'm a surgeon. Every time I cut open somebody and be able to pull that tumor out, I feel so good. <sighs> Last night, I had to perform emergency operation on a man. He has a cyst in his back, and he has leg pain. So we thought that he has abscess or infection, so I have to do emergency operation. When I went in there, it's not abscess. It was a cyst, big cyst that pushed on the nerve, and it's very difficult surgery. So eventually, I used a hook and pulled that cyst out and yanked it out, big cyst. And I pulled it out and said, send to the pathologist, and I feel, Good! Feel good. And this morning, when I walk into the patient's room, I ask John, "How are you doing?" He said, "No pain anymore in my leg." So the same thing when I lay hand and the fire of God touch people and I see demon come out. Whoo, good! I love it. I love to see demon go out of people because I know that demon come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Get rid of all of them. They're not good for you. They're bad. Amen. Everyone say, God is good. good. Demons are bad. bad. The fire is good. good. Satan is bad. bad. Amen. That's why sometimes when people get touched by the fire, they were healed from sickness. Because that sickness was caused by demon. They got healed from sickness. We need to understand that God loved the church so much. He doesn't want his kids, you and me, to be Torture, to be tormented, to be destroyed by our enemies. 
demons and Satan and evil spirit. He wants to clean us up. The fire of God is a manifestation of the love of God. He sent His fire to burn to clean up the church so that we will not be tortured by the demon anymore. Amen. When God touch you with the fire and kick demon out, if you have 100 demons, He may not kick out in one time. He may push out five this time. Next time another five. The reason because you could not handle it. Your body could handle so much surgery. I tell my patient if sometimes patient have neck problem and back problem at the same time, and the patient always asks me, "Can you do both in the same anesthesia?" Some of them I say yes because this one one hour, this one one and a half hours, two and a half hours okay. But if the back surgery is four hours and the neck surgery four hours, I say no, separate the surgery because eight hours of surgery is too long under anesthesia, too much for your body to handle. So the same thing when God performs surgery by the fire, by the knife. Of the Holy Spirit, He will kick out some demon for that day, and next Sunday come, He kick out another group of demons until you completely clean. But the real problem is this: How do we know that we are really clean? No one knows. I don't know either. I'm totally clean or not. No one knows we are totally clean. Number one. Number two. The problem is when you get out of the church Monday to Saturday, you may get involved in some gossiping at the office. You may turn on some movie in a TV, and you get involved in watching some bad movie, pornographic or some nude movie, or you do some sin, and you open the door again for certain demon to come back. Let me ask this question: How many people will take a shower once a year? Raise your hand up, so I will not be close to you. How many people once a week raise your hand up? How many people take a shower at least once a day? At least once a day. How many people twice a day? I took twice a day. I took last night. I took it again this morning. A shower. <laughs> Why do you take a shower? Why? Because you want to clean up your body. How many people brush your teeth once a week? How many people brush your teeth many times a day? How many people dental floss at least once a day? And if you don't do that, I want to recommend you do it at least once a day. Please, okay? You should do dental floss at least once a day, maybe twice a day. Brush your teeth many times a day. You know why? You because you don't want to have infection in the root canal. You don't want to lose your teeth because you know that if you don't do that, then the bacteria will start to grow and it will destroy your teeth. The same thing spiritually. We need to have clean up on a regular basis. We need to take a sh- spiritual shower. We need to have the fire of God come and burn all the junk out on a regular basis. That's why we have revival service on a regular basis. That's why we lay hand at least twice a month in our church so that we can have a clean up service on a regular basis. Not only that, we have new people walk in, people who never been touched by the fire. They need the fire too. So we all need to be cleaned up by the fire of God from tradition and from demonic power. Amen. What is next that God wants to clean us up? Romans chapter six verses seventeen to twenty-three. But God, be thanked that though you were slave of sin, yet you obey from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slave of righteousness. I'm not going to read the whole scripture here because of the time. Not only tradition, not only demonic oppression. We were born again. We are free from sin legally. 
You understand the word legally. I am legally American citizen, but I still eat rice and speak with accent. I did not grow up in America, but I became American citizen after I passed the written test and also oral test. The same thing. You are a Christian. You become legally righteous, but in reality, in the practical way, we all still have some bondages of sin in our life. Some of us may have certain habits, sinful habit that you cannot get rid of. You are so bowed. You don't want to repent of it. You just keep walking in that sin day after day, night after night. What is the job of the file of God? The file of God will come in to burn that bondage out of your life, so that you can overcome that sin, and that habitual sin will be gone from your life, and you stop doing it by the power of God. God wants to help you to stop certain sin in your life. Why do we have to study this? Because so that when you come and get the file of God, you know what is the purpose of the file of God for your life, and you can receive it by faith. God, please. Get rid of this bondage in my life. I'm tired of being sarcastic. Some of us have the bondage of being sarcastic. You open your mouth, you just sarcast people. Some of us may have the habit of being easily offended, and God say, "I want to get rid of that from you, so that you will not be easily offended by people anymore. So that you can love people no matter what they do. You will not return evil for evil, but you return good for evil." Because you are not all easily offended anymore. God wants to get rid of all these bondages in our life, little by little. The sin, the chain that binds us and causes us to continue to live in sin. We need to repent, but sometimes after we repent, we don't have strength to come out from that bondage. We need the fire of God to burn that junk out of us. Second Corinthians chapter three verse eighteen. After God get rid of all these bondage, we're gonna become more and more like Christ. From glory to glory to glory, glory means the presence of God, the perfection of God. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. We are being transformed into the same image. Image of who? Image of Jesus. From glory to glory to glory to glory, just as by the Spirit. Of the Lord, how are we transformed from being a sinner, full of wickedness, full of sinful nature, full of weaknesses, until we become more and more like Christ by the Spirit of the Living God, by the fire of God? Amen. Before I became a Christian, I hated Christianity. I hate the church. I don't believe in God. But one day, I accepted Jesus Christ, and I told God that. God, if I am going to be a Christian, I want to be a one thousand percent Christian. I don't want to play game with God. I don't want to play church. God, whatever in the Bible, whatever your Holy Spirit want to do in my life, I will get everything you say. I don't want to walk into the church every Sunday, act like a good Christian, but behind the scene, I was a hypocrite. I do some bad stuff, and I never grow up spiritually. I continue to be baby Christian forever. I want to grow up. I want to change. I want God to do something in my life so that I become more and more like Christ. I take serious about walking with God, and I pray that that is your desire as well. That you don't want to play church, play game with God. You want to change, but you cannot change by yourself. You need the Holy Spirit to transform you from glory to glory to glory until you become like Christ. Amen. One last thing I want to say: what God wants to do to clean us up. Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse four. 
For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. What are strongholds? Strongholds is like a castle or place where the army take over to protect a city or to protect the land. This stronghold is not of God. The Bible talk about destroy, pulling down the stronghold. Satan put the stronghold in our mind with deception, wrong doctrines, wrong ideas. He set up the stronghold, the castle, the place where he put his foot in. He put his power in there by wrong thinking in here, and we have a lot of wrong thinking from TV, from our parents' teaching, from the school, from the textbook in the school, such as evolution. All these are stronghold that Satan put in the mind of people, and this stronghold will destroy people because it's a wrong thinking and deception. The fire of God will come in to burn this stronghold, change our mind. The fire of God come with the light. And shine the revelation. Oh, I see what I have believed for many years. What I learned from the church—that is a wrong doctrine. It's not biblical. Oh, wow! I was believing in the wrong thing in my church for a long time. Now the fire of God shine upon me and say, "Oh, that is not good. That is a stronghold. Get rid of them." Boom. And then you can become more effective because now you receive the light and revelation of the Holy Spirit to know. The right doctrine in the Bible, not the wrong doctrine from human beings, from theologians that have been also bombarded by the stronghold of Satan. God wants to clean up His church, strongholds, demonic power, bondages of sin, tradition. And when He touch you and burn all these things out, you may have physical manifestation: crying, laughing, shaking, feeling goosebump, feel heat on your body. You may lose strength. You may fall down. You may feel heat inside your body. You may cough demon out. You may have a long, loud cry and cry because evil spirit come out of you. You may shake because your body respond to the fire of God. When you touch the fire, your body react. Or you may be quietly lie on the ground and demon just come out of you. Whatever God wants to do, it doesn't matter. You don't need to have a big manifestation that the fire of God touch you. So, in conclusion, today, baptism with fire is the desire of God for the church. The baptism with fire is A, B, C for Christians. We should be cleaned up on a regular basis in the house of God. We should be filled with the fire on the regular basis to clean us up. The junk will go out, and we should allow Him to clean up our spiritual bondage, sinful bondage, tradition, strongholds. Demonic power in our life. Come to Him, yielding to Him, and let Him do the job. Amen. And you will notice that your Christian life go up higher and higher and higher because all the junk come out of you, and you can get stronger and stronger and stronger and become more like Christ. I want to encourage all of you to seek the baptism with the fire all the days of your life until Jesus come back. Let us be changed and transformed from glory to glory to glory until we become like Christ. Amen. Let us be blessed by God so that we can bless the nations together. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching your church the subject of baptism with the fire of God. We thank you, Lord, that you love your children so much that you want to clean them up. You want to get rid of all the drawers, all the shafts. All the junk, 
all the wrong things in their life, my life, our life in this church, Lord. We pray, Father, that this message will go into their heart, and they will receive the truth and practice the truth. Oh Lord, may Your people be hungry to be changed by the fire, to be transformed by the Spirit from glory to glory to glory. Oh Lord, we pray that demons. Cannot work in this house; they have to leave. Sickness has to leave. Curses have to be broken. The bondages of sin has to be removed. The tradition will not linger in the church. Oh Lord, we pray that the fire of God will get stronger and stronger in this house and in this city and all over the world. The former rain and the latter rain, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. To all flesh, your young men and young women, men servant and maid servant shall be filled with the fire of God and the spirit of the living God, Father. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. And all the saints say, Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If any one of you today are not sure that you have salvation and you will go to heaven after you leave this world, is any one of you walk away from God and you don't walk with God now? Then you say, "God, I want to come home. I want to walk with God from today on." You were believers and you kind of backslide and walk away from the Lord. Today, I would like to invite you back to the family of God. To Become a believer and to walk with the Lord again. If you are those people, why don't we pray and ask the Lord, repent of your sin and say, God, I don't want to go on in my sin anymore. I want to follow Jesus. Forgive me, Lord. I don't want to rebel against you. I want to have salvation. I want Jesus to be my master, not Satan, not demons, not the enemy to be my master. I want God to be my master. If you are those people, why don't you pray with me? How many people say, "I want Jesus to be my master"? Raise your hand up. Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Raise your hand and wave your hand. Let God see your hand. Yes, Lord. Jesus is my master. Jesus is my master. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, I give my life to you. I have sinned against you. I repent, Lord, and ask you for your forgiveness. Oh Lord, I want to confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus was raised from the dead on the third day. He is my Savior. He loved me. Jesus, I call on your name. And I am saved. I am delivered. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and giving me an abundant life, an eternal life. Lord Jesus, I loved you. In your name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Give the mighty hand of praises to the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name.